Before we jump into this episode, let's hear from our friend Nolan and every podcast I love is dead. Do you love music? Music news and guest interviews with artists from all around the world across many different genres? My name's Nolan and I love music. In fact, I love music so much I created a podcast entirely dedicated to it called Every Podcast I Love is Dead. Every week is a brand new episode where I interview musicians, artists, podcasters, radio hosts, and so much more. New episodes are available every Thursday on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms, and you can check us out on social media and at everypodcastiloveisdead.com. Hope you can join me. I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. People should be familiar with my guest this time. I featured his band on my show before. Plus, I interviewed the guitarist Carlos Arroyo as well. Please welcome lead vocalist of Skull Tone, Doc. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Of course. Wonderful, wonderful to be here. Thanks for playing the music. Of course, really dig what you guys are doing. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Very recently, Skulltone released a brand new EP entitled Dreamcatcher. Uh, so before, like, before we really jump into everything, um, how did you get started as a musician? Well, I guess my I guess it goes way back. My first my first album, for now I guess people that's like dating myself. My first album was uh, Johnny Cash. My mom bought it for me. I think my mom bought it for me. It was a long time ago. I was probably about five years old. So started listening to Johnny Cash. And then, of course, you know, everybody wants to play guitar because Johnny Cash played the guitar. So I took some lessons and I don't know. I just, and it's the funny thing about guitar. I just, I never got into the guitar. You know, I, I, I learned how to play it a little bit. And then, I don't know, I just gravitated towards singing. But, that's how I got to where I'm at today in a nutshell. Um, been through some bands in high school, nothing big. You know, we all had our own thing going on. You know, everybody's going to be a superstar in whatever they do. And, you know, everybody went their own way. So, you know, and then I didn't really, I, life happened. Um, kind of went in and out of the music scene here and there. Just kind of did my own thing a little bit. Didn't publish anything. Just wrote a lot of stuff and sat behind the scenes and, uh, and then uh, I decided one time, uh, I don't know, maybe, what was it, 10 years ago or so, I said, you know what, I'm going to go back and take guitar lessons again. So I did that. And uh, up in a town, Ferndale, California, was where I was at at the time, uh, which is uh, Northern California, Humboldt area. And I hooked up with a guy, uh, opened a new music little store there, Paul Beatty, from Pyronauts at the time. Yeah. And we started taking guitar lessons and, and whatnot. And then, I again, I just, the guitar just wasn't for me, you know? So so 
I, I picked up a bass and I said, let me try this thing. Well, a lot easier, quite frankly. And, you know, I could, I could work my way through that and whatnot. And so then I started with Paul, I started bringing some music in that I'd already written and we started putting it all together, which some of the songs on the EP now. And well, this was not 10 years ago. we moved up to a little sooner than now, probably 2014, 2015. Okay. So we started a little band named Skulltone. And it was just him and I in the beginning. And he kind of had some other obligations with the Pyronauts. And, and he's kind of a surf music type of guy. And you'll kind of hear that in some of our music, some of the surf, the surf tune, the undertones. But uh, anyways, it kind of it kind of fizzled out, you know, and it's hard to find anybody, any good band musicians up there on the outskirts and the hinterlands. So I moved the band, well, myself down to Southern California, where I'm from anyways. And we, I knew a guy uh, that had been in the industry pretty much his whole life named Keith Carberry. He's a drummer. So I looked up with Keith Carberry, and then Keith knew um, Carlos. So he brought Carlos in, and I knew Josh, our old rhythm guitarist, since passed. Um, but... Uh, and then uh, we hooked up with another guy named Norio, the bass player. And that's where Skulltone really started at that point. Um, that band, prior to COVID, like everybody else, played a lot of shows at the Whiskey and in Hollywood and around town, you know, all over the place. Um, and uh, we had a lot of success. So then COVID hit. Everybody kind of went their own ways because nobody was doing anything. Uh, Keith moved to uh, one of the Carolinas. Norio, he's kind of more of a jazz guy or, or something like that. So he kind of went back to what he knows best. Um, Josh, Josh, unfortunately, uh, when we were putting the band back together in May, he passed away from a fentanyl overdose. Um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, one of those deals where he thought he was getting cocaine and that was it. You know, and unfortunately, you know, it's a tough gig, but we're here about it all too often anymore. Fortunately. But anyways, Carlos and I, so we, uh, as we were putting the band back together, we, uh, we searched around and found uh, three other guys, found a new drummer, Freddie Caballero, excellent drummer, great guy, young guy. He's kind of in school, but uh, he works around it. Um, uh, Paul Montiel, he's kind of the big guy. He's our new rhythm guy. And uh, the guy really brings some real good sound, real good sound to the band. And then uh, Sean Botto, he's been around a long time uh, in Orange County. And he was a great, great, phenomenal bass player. Really got his stuff together. And uh, so that's where we're at today. And, of course, Carlos, he's in the band and myself as well. That's where we're at today. That's the lineup today. Yeah. And thank you so much for like the, the kind of history and the lineup changes of uh, Skull Tone, and that kind of leads me to where I was going to go. The big reason I want to chat with you. So last month in October, Skull Tone released a brand new EP entitled Dreamcatcher. So what's kind of how did that EP come together? What was uh, writing and recording the EP? Well, I had brought some songs from the prior prior group of Paul Beatty and I. We had some professional musicians that played some stuff um, like Headless and some of the other songs that are on there. I won't go into detail about which songs are which, but I brought several songs with me already completed. And then um, 
So I recorded those up at a little place up in Northern California, Bongo Boy Studios. Big shout out to Dominic and Jimmy Foote, by the way, up there. Um, itty bitty place, really. You know, we did scratch tracks and then we put, you know, did them in another studio with the big boys and then we brought them back and then we did the mastering there in, uh, in Bongo Boy Studios up there in uh, Arcata, California, I guess, or McKinleyville. Um, the uh, music, uh, the songs for, uh, that Carlos brought in, uh, Save Me and uh, Streetwalker, you're familiar with those. I am, yes. We, uh, we recorded those down here in Orange County. I still remember the recording studio, and I don't think it's any longer in business. So I have no reason to give a shout-out to them at this point. But, <laughs> you know, we did it the old-fashioned the old way. We all got together, we worked on it, and uh, we recorded those two songs there. And then we brought them back up to... Um, up north again and had uh, Dominic uh, master them and get them all together ready to go along with the rest of the album. There's one song on the album. Uh, the, the original album was going to be called Systematic Annihilation. But then with the passing of Josh and Josh had wrote the song Dreamcatcher. I recorded Dreamcatcher with uh, Paul Beatty on guitars up north again. And then we also mastered that up there. And then we made the Dreamcatcher. It was never going to be part of the album, this album at least. Josh was pretty picky about where his music was and how it was going to be. And it was never going to be complete, I guess. that He was a perfectionist. The guy was, the guy was an unbelievable musician. Um, but we had uh, decided to, in honor of Josh, you know, uh, we decided to uh, rename the album Dreamcatcher. And that's where we are today. And we added that one song on there. It's acoustic song. It's completely different than anything we do. Um, it may sound a little funky sometimes. We did a, we did two overlays of guitar, and then we did a slide guitar on top of everything, which gives it that that kind of grind, you know, sound. But we thought that would be kind of nice to do something like that, and kind of maybe cross over into a different genre a little bit. You know, can't be heavy all the time, can't be soft all the time. So we're kind of spreading it out a little bit. So that's how we got to the release of Dreamcatcher. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I've listened to the uh, the complete album, Dreamcatcher. Um, I, I really enjoy it because, as you said, there's some like really heavy songs. Like I really noticed like, uh, like Streetwalker and Systematic Annihilation, like some definitely heavier songs. But then you also got to balance it out a little bit with some, you know, rock or like some more lighter sounding songs as well. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we kind of went out of our way to make it that way. I, I don't I don't consider us a pure heavy metal band. Um, I guess you know a lot of guys today, Matthew. They 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 get caught up in a genre or they get caught up in you know whatever whatever they think you know somebody wants to hear. And in my own opinion, I don't think you can chase the the sound. I think you just put together the sound that that you do and that what sounds good to you and what you can make, and then you put that on vinyl or today you just put it on a disc, but or a, a you know in the internet but you know and that's and i think that's and i think that's where we're at today with music you know uh uh you know carlos carlos has some some earlier influences and i have some later influences and then the guys the new guys have some even later influences so we kind of mix all that together and out comes the skull tone you know sound and i think it's kind of unique maybe um, to today, like I said, people are out there change, chasing, you know, the heavy metal. They want to be a heavy metal band, but they just, they're not heavy metal bands. You understand what I'm saying, right? 
I, yeah, I definitely do. It's it's like they have to make songs fit into a certain genre instead of just letting the songs breathe. You know, right. kind of giving it the the different style and uniqueness to it. That's I, I kind of like that. I mean, I also like having hard rocking guitars, so like I I definitely appreciate that. But you got to change it up a little bit, especially for a whole EP or album. You got to give a little bit of uh, diversity to it. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah, I think you lose a lot. I think you lose a lot if you uh, you get out there and you say, okay, I'm, I like Judas Priest or I like Iron Maiden, and that's what I'm going to play, and that's all I'm going to do, and I'm going to push for that sound. Or, you know, it just, I, I just, to me, I don't write that way, and I don't really, really feel it that way. Um, I usually write the bass tracks first when I when I do my my stuff when I put it together and kind of come to the to the group and say okay here's the lyrics in the bass track guys now what and usually it turns out to be totally something different you know because you know I'm I'm not I'm not a string guy I'm not you know much of a a, a drummer or a you know a guitarist or any of that so those guys have their own ideas but i'll bring the lyrics and then we'll change it a little bit we'll modify the lyrics to make it work with the new music sound undertones and you know it's just a great great feeling to have a band that that work together like that you know it's not a bunch of three-year-olds or ten-year-olds you know screaming at each other at the end of the day so which too often it ends up it often ends up being that way you know Unfortunately, with uh, quite a few bands, that the uh, egos or ideas get in the way of like, hey, how about we collaborate and actually make something we all enjoy instead of one person saying we have to do it like this or whatever. Uh, it's really cool that you guys got a really nice collaboration with everything that you know. You guys work very well together to produce uh, some really great music. Yeah, we do. We work well. Carlos and I really work well together. Um, the new guys, the same way. Um, everybody has their input. You know, we've, we've, uh, although I founded the band, me, Carlos and I, um, we're very open to what anybody wants to do, you know, um, you know, new sound, whatever, whatever comes out, as long as we're not pushing the sound, as long as we're not chasing the sound of somebody else, you know, Hey, who's hot today? Well, let's, let's sound like that. No, that's not going to work because we just, we just don't feel it at that point, you know? I do. I, I respect that a lot because, like, I've I've listened to some some bands who like they'll change their style of music just for like to follow trends and whatnot. And you know, some of it sounds good. Some of it's like that's not you guys. That's not what the music the music you guys produce. That's not you. But it, it's cool that just um, just play what you're feeling. Yeah, just just whatever comes out, make it work. You know, have fun with it. Work at it. You know, I, I mean, every every note's been played already. Everything's already been done. It's just a matter of how you're going to play it. And I think if you, I think if you don't put your passion into it, you don't put all your heart and soul into it, you're, you're going to lose it right there. And so many bands are doing that today just to, you know, make a buck, I guess. I don't know. So. Well, yeah, this, some of the mindset with some of the bands is like, well, those people are successful. So if I sound like those people, I'll be successful. And sometimes it works, but most of the time people see through it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think most of the time, like you say, people see right through it and they can see it when you're playing it. They can they can feel it that it's not really your passion or, you know, not really a thing. I mean, we could go run out there and play country music, but that I don't know if that, I'm not sure that, that that's going to work or anybody's going to buy into. You know, I could put a cowboy hat, get rid of the hot top hat and yeah. grow a beard or something. And, you know, and, and we could try that maybe, but that's just not our thing, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, people really connect with music that feels genuine. They're like these people are feeling these emotions. These people wrote this music 
and they produce this music and it's that connection i think bands lose that when you're not yourself absolutely absolutely and and to to on top of that you hit on a good point write your own music and play your own music you know skulltown here we we write our own music all of it all the way from the lyrics to the drum beat to the bass chords to the you know lead guitar to the rhythm we put it all together and it's all from us and i know that's so uncommon today and i was surprised that you know most of the stuff out there today the the band didn't even write it you know they just and i understand that that happens quite a bit especially when you're up there somebody will bring you some music or whatever and and that's all good but when the majority of your stuff turns out to be from somebody else you're, you've kind of lost focus on, at least in my opinion, why you're why you're doing this in the first place, you know. Yeah, definitely. There's there's definitely quite a few bands. I definitely say, and obviously in the mainstream, where you know, obviously, um, some bands, you know, as, as you said, they have people write their own songs. Like I know some bands who like, uh, you know, they had a guest writer on a few songs. That I'm cool with. That I'm fine with. But there's quite a few bands where it's pretty much not them for like the whole album. I think that's, right. that affects it. I think it affects the quality. Like, I mean, it's going to be good quality, but it's also not going to be the uh, the style of the band. You can tell if there's a huge shift, it's usually because they brought in some other people. Right. You bring in one new person, the sound changes. Everything changes. And, you know, that could be the end of the band, too. Yeah. It, it definitely could be. Or, like, it just it turns off the people who supported them from the beginning to, like, if you change your sound so much or if you're just not even being genuine anymore, it could definitely turn off quite a bit of your audience. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I mean, that's that's kind of why we – that's kind of why up front we kind of play everything. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're not out there doing, you know, ballads or anything, but, I mean, or opera. I mean, we're playing – we're sticking within the guidelines of what we can do. And, I you know, everybody's like, well, what kind of music is it? I don't know. What, what – I, I, you tell me it's just music, you know, it's just music to me. I'm not going to say we're heavy metal or hard rock or rock or soft rock or acoustic or whatever else, you know, industrial, I hear industrial punk now. I mean, I'm, what is this stuff? I don't even know, you know, but I definitely wouldn't describe you guys as that. Uh, but if someone does ask you that question, just say it's good music. That's it. That's, you know, that's all we can do. Just listen to it and get it out there and, you know, what you, you're doing a great job of, by the way, I appreciate, you know, what you're doing for the community and, you know, uh, uh, too many times, I don't know if you see some of my tweets, you know, I I, I think with the music industry, the, the fans are killing the music industry. You know, they're, they're, they're caught up in everything that was 40 years ago or 30 years ago. And so are the radio stations, by the way. The radio stations are only playing stuff from, you know, these guys are all 75 years old now. You know, they're going to retire soon and then what where's the leave the music industry because if the younger guys don't get no play and i'm not even concerned about us i'm just talking in general if the younger guys don't don't get any play then there's nothing to move on to you know i definitely agree there has to be with anything not even like just music but also just you can apply this to anything it's it, you have to have a next generation and i see this with a lot of different stuff even with my job like you know my other job not my radio station stuff but it's like they don't invest in younger talent for anything and it's like these people are going to be here when those people are gone and if you're not treating them right or not pushing them or do anything then either they're going to leave or they're going to go somewhere else you know to do something else and it's just a shame and especially with like music and stuff there's so much good music out there that people don't know about like I, I hear quite a bit about my station is that it's like man i didn't even know that music existed 
And it's like, I mean, it's cool you guys discovered that. It's awesome. But also part of me is like, I'm kind of sad because it's like more people need to hear this, you know, music. And it's just, it just makes me, you know, I mean, it's cool. I'm playing it. I love doing it. But I just wish more people would be doing what I'm doing. <laughs> well, I think it's catching on, though. I, I think what you're doing is catching on. I, I see, uh, you know, I, I listen to your show and uh, you got some great bands on there. You know, I mean, it, and and it brings up another point too. I mean, everybody's caught up in in that music's no good or this music's no good or I, you know, well, yeah, everybody has a preference of what kind of music they like, but everybody's got to remember that somebody put their time and effort into that, and they put it out there. They never don't necessarily think it's the greatest thing ever. They, you know, but but they're doing it, and so in my opinion, there's just no bad music. You know, it's just art. It's art like anything else. You know, some of it's offensive, some of it's not. And, you know, just look at it as art. You have a taste for art, you have, okay, so let's call it music. You have a taste for metal or hard rock bands, that's your taste. But every now and then one of those soft little songs will sneak in there and you're all like, oh, that's wonderful, you know? <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you. And I, I was, you know, one of my friends sent me music last night. And he's like, hey, I want you, you know, let me know what you think. I want you to, you know, give me your thoughts on this. Because uh, he has, he said he had a lot of negative, you know, reviews about it from other people, and because uh, he was talking about like, you know, he had a guest vocalist on, like people didn't like, you know, the way the vocalist sounded. I was like, voices are subjective, you know, to just with music as as well, and it's not going to be everyone's style of music, but you also have to make sure if you like it, if you did your best job on it, then I wouldn't really worry about what other people are saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, you know, we're not in this to make money. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, only <laughs> we're just not. We're doing it because it's a passion. It's a calling. We love doing it. And that brings back me to another point about the, uh, the, the, where, how I ended up here and the, as the front man for Skulltown. I never wanted to, I never wanted to be the front man. Maybe in high school when I was in my bands, I was a singer, whatever, you know, the yada, yada, yada. That was real cool, like a chick magnet type of thing, whatever, you know, that was fun. Um, but for Skulltown, I was going to sit behind the scenes on the bass and just kind of do my thing. And we put the band together, like I said, and I left one part out. We started interviewing singers, right? And one after another after another. It just, you know, and then we'd find one. And then it was just oh my gosh, this, this is just too much, you know? So at the end of the day, I've decided that singers are like poodles, you know, when it comes to the dog breed, they got to have their hair fluffed. They got to be all pristine. And, you know, you got to really, you got to really pamper those guys or else they go somewhere off in the deep end and they get mad at everybody and cause a problem. So I couldn't, at the end of the day, we just couldn't get along with anybody. I don't know. I, maybe it was just us. So and we were coming to a deadline to having to record. So I said, well, you know what, guys? Unfortunately, this is the way it's going to be. But that's where I ended up. So I never wanted to be the front man of school tone. But, oh, well, it's working. Yeah, I mean, it's just sometimes it happens. I, I, I talked to another band where they couldn't find a guitarist. So the, they had two guitarists. So the one guitarist just learned how to play bass. He's like, I don't, I'm not going to worry about trying to find somebody. I'm just going to play bass. So it's you know very similar. It's like sometimes if you want to if you want to get stuff done, especially in a deadline, and if you want to deal with people, just deal with it yourself and be like, you know what, I just got to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know that that brings up another point. Uh, 
you know Carlos. Carlos just shreds. I mean, Carlos is just an unbelievable guitarist. He's a beast of a guitarist. He is a beast. I mean, you gotta you gotta come check us out live. That guy, he's like he puts on a show, and it's amazing what he can do with that guitar. Um, as far as you were talking about switching over bass and whatever, um, when we were doing auditions for Skulltown, uh, we had already picked up Freddie, uh, the drummer, and uh, we were still looking for a rhythm guy to replace Josh, and we were looking for a bass guy to replace Norio. And so the two guys, you know, we went through a lot of guys and then Sean Botto shows up and, you know, he said he played guitar and he played bass. So he went in there and he, he just played bass. And I said, well, where's your guitar? He said, I'm not, uh, I, you know, I can do it, but he chose not to, I guess that day. He was a great bass player. So we're like, all right, just stay here. You know, let's stay here for the rest of the rehearsal, you know, bring in some more guitars. So at the end of the night, we brought in the the big, I call him the big guy, Paul. And uh, Paul brought his bass because that's, he brought his bass and his guitar because I told him to bring both. And uh, he was kind of, he wanted to, you know, really do the guitar. He had like been practicing all week on guitar. And I said, no, no, bring your bass. I mean, bring your, I mean, he practiced all week on the bass. I'm sorry. So I made him bring his guitar that night. He had both of them. I said, no, no, you're going to play the guitar right now. He's like, well, wait a minute. You know, I didn't, I, I'm not ready. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> right. But you know what? So that's what, you know, they both are interchangeable, but they both kind of settled into what, what they're doing now. And uh, I think we're getting some great sound out of those guys. Great sound. They bring some great music to the, 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 uh, the band. Uh, Paul brought some songs of his own. Uh, we're actually doing one of his songs live right now, Harvest of Sorrow. And, uh, wow, what a catchy tune. Uh, we're going to record that here soon, get it out there so everybody can hear it. But uh, it's kind of a, it's a little, you know, it's along the, it's along the lines of Skulltone in that genre, whatever that's. We have our own genre now. It's called Skulltone. We'll just say that. I like it. And, uh, and it's along those lines. It's a little dark. It's a little heavy, you know. But, uh it's a great song. I look forward to putting it out there. I definitely look forward to listening it, listening to it. And it kind of brings me to another thing I wanted to chat about, which was uh, you, know, you talk about uh, playing it live. So last month in Santa Monica, you guys had your EP release show. How was that? We played at a little place. A little place. It was great. It was comfortable down in Santa Monica. And... Uh, it's one of the smaller places I think I've ever played, but, and I think Carlos probably could say that too, but it was wonderful. Uh, the fans were great. People were great. Um, it, it was just a good evening. You know, it was a good evening to get back at it. We hadn't, we hadn't performed live and oh my geez, since, you know, before COVID. So what, three years, I think it's been three years. The Carlos, you know, Carlos has his other band too, but yeah. it'd been about it'd been about two and a half years since Skulltone actually, you know, got live. And uh, wow, what a great feeling it was! It's like, but it was like a day, you know, we didn't miss a day. Um, we didn't have any any big airs out there. There were a few, but you know, I don't think anybody noticed. That, That's uh, a good part. But us, but us, <laughs> but yeah, great show. We have another one coming up uh, January sixth down in Costa Mesa at the Tiki. Um, there's three other bands, I think, playing that night as well. Um, we're headlining that one as well. So, um, yeah, we're feeling pretty good. It holds about 500. I'm sure we'll put it, well, I'm sure we'll pack it in. So, you know, 
Bro, um, we're um, digging it, man. That's good, especially for being uh, for not you know being together for so long at Skull Town. Um, you know, it, it it sounded like a really cool uh, night. I heard I think either you posted or Carlos posted about it the next day, and it did, it just sounded like it was a, a fun event. It was a it was a great event. Um, it really was seeing some old friends. You know, old friends always come out. It was a kind of a local show. I mean, it's a couple hours out of Orange County, but um, you know our our little standard our standard fans will show up anywhere, which is cool. Um, got to see some old friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. I'm sure Carlos feels the same way. Paul and Sean, I'm sure, and Freddie as well. Um, but it was just all in all, it was just good to get back out there and. You know, you you get the jitters off, you get the the work the kinks out, and then you know it's it's uh it's all fun and games. You know, it really is. You know, and you got to keep a light heart in the whole thing. You know, um, just just go out there and have fun. You know, don't get caught up in the industry. Don't get caught up in the business. Don't get caught up in trying to make all this money. You know that you're gonna chase your tail into the ground for. Just just go play. Say what you have to say and have fun. Exactly. That's rock and roll. If you're not having fun, it's not rock and roll. That's the way I look at it. Uh, you have to have fun because the point you made uh, early on in this interview is we don't really make any money off this. Bands don't make money. I don't make money doing this. It's like we do this because we want to have fun and we enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, we hope to make money someday, at least something. That's a dream. I mean, you know, if, if, we, if, I could cover, if I could cover rehearsal costs, you know, <laughs> and the marketing end of it, that'd be great. I mean, like we all have our merch. I know you have hats, beanies, and all the other stuff, and you're wearing your shirt tonight, you know. By the way, I'll trade you a shirt for one of your beanies, man. I'm going to I have to order some. Like, uh, as soon as I made, like, my profile picture with someone else wearing a beanie, like, it just took off. So I, I, I have some. Uh, I got a company I'm working with, so I'm going to get some in hopefully next week. But yeah, I, I made a post like earlier with me and a beanie and like no response, but I have someone else do it. It's like, we got, we got to get beanies. So I'm like, all right, I'll work on it. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny if you and I put a beanie on and do it, nobody looks at it, but you find yeah. some, you find some hot blonde or whatever to put it in there. And then, you know, it just seems like whammo, you know? Uh, I know it, it, it's, yeah, I found out if, if I uh, get any more new merch in it, just, I got to get a model who's not me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel too same way same yeah way. and it's it just like i was looking around trying to shop around it's just like it, it just stuff is just expensive like i don't think people realize like how much it takes of like time to find stuff and to get stuff and have it be affordable for the people can actually like purchase it to like it's not outrageously expensive to support somebody I, if, if people knew kind of all those steps that took place either being a band or like doing your own business kind of stuff they would probably be very either impressed or blown away or confused that we're doing this for no money <laughs> yeah it's 100 percent right i mean you know it's you got all this cash outlay and you you, you make it back through your merch or whatever merchandise and you know you just do what you can you know but it's for the love of the music and you know we we uh you know, we may come up short a little bit on the other end, but you know we're having a good time. So, exactly. I mean, I've I've gone to quite a few shows, seeing quite a few people in my area, and it's just it's just fun. It's like the kind of the main reason I do it, and and I kind of saw there was definitely a void. I see it's better in the last probably year or so, but when I started in like 28, uh, 2019, um, there was really a void, especially in my area, where if you were a local independent band you pretty much got no promotion, no airplay, no anything. And I'm starting to see that starting to shift a little bit. I'm happy for it. But uh, I was definitely like 
I I guess I have to be the guy to do this. It's you know, no one else, no radio stations, podcasts, anyone was really doing anything like that. Yeah, I've I've, I've seen a couple of uh, other ones pop up since you've you've kind of come on board, you know, doing your thing. Um, but again, um, I can't thank you enough for for you know getting our music out there. Um, yeah, we got some radio play, you know, on the on the big airwaves up north a little bit and stuff like that. Um, but you know, as far as the Southern California group or getting a nationwide, you know, the only person that's doing is really you, but I bet you, I'll bet you a million bucks that, uh, the big boys are listening to you to see what you're bringing. You know, they're, you're doing all the research for them. I I know it's kind of funny. Like I, I applied to a local radio station, uh, about a year ago. I was like, they were looking for somebody, um, you know, they were looking for like an assistant. And I was like, it, you know, no real qualifications other than can you show up and do work? And I was like, dude, I can show up. I can already help you. I can do everything. And, the, you know, I never heard back. I applied four times, never heard back. But now I see that that same local you know, local radio station is playing local artists. I've been doing this for almost three years, playing like music from my area. And they just started doing this now. I was like, that seems a little bit, uh, you know, suspicious. Yeah. Well, see, you're gaining a following, so now they want to get into what you're doing, you know. So, but that, you know, that that's good though. You know, that just shows that you're onto something, and and it's going to work out well, you know. And at least you're getting the little guys out there. So, and that was my goal. Is like my my goal is if I can make one person a fan of any band I've featured on my show, then like that's mission accomplished for me. That that's my gratification. That's like what I want this podcast to be. And I think I'm I'm doing quite a bit. There's people who uh, who I don't even know. It's like they walk up to me and like you played that one band, and now I'm a fan. I'm like, well, thank you, because that's the goal. Right. Exactly. I mean, I, after you played, uh, after you played, uh, you played Save Me. You played Streetwalker, and then you played Headless. Um, man, our Twitter our Twitter universe blew up. I mean, it's it has been nonstop. It was amazing. It's been nonstop people following skull tone for the past two weeks or whenever it was the 12th i think they played it on the 12th so since then the next i mean that morning i woke up and we had i don't know a couple hundred new followers and then every morning after that it was the same way it was just after that after that it was the big shift and then now we've got uh the band has uh you know other opportunities radio stations contacting us you know through our our feeds and stuff asking us hey you know can we have your album can we play your album can we you know and we've got a couple other places that are playing it now as well so thanks to you thanks to you we're out there well, I, that's like some of the best news uh i i've heard uh you know from from like a band actually you know tell me the the impact like that's awesome i'm genuinely happy uh, for you guys and for, you know, for the, the amount of publicity you guys are starting to get with everything, uh, I'm genuinely happy. Good, good. And I'm pretty sure I got to give a shout out to uh, Marvin Yates, our manager. Um, he kind of, he kind of, he kind of wanted to take us on and then he didn't and then he wanted to and we we're kind of talking about it and him and I met and he was like, you know, he, he told me this thing, it was hilarious. He said, you know, I swore I'd never manage another band. He's all, I would rather walk through hell with a, with a underwear, you know, soaked in gasoline than represent another band, you know? And I guess he must have had some bad experiences, but, but all in all, at the end of the day, he decided to take us on, and uh, that's made a huge difference, a huge difference. So a big shout-out to Marvin Yates over there, too. Um, and then uh, also uh, a good friend or, or – uh, 
friend of uh, you, you're a friend of hers, and uh, Carlos is as well. Uh, Christina Avia back in back east there. Uh, she's been promoting the band now, Skull Tone, and I guess she has some stuff possibly lined up for us uh, after the first of the year back east. So it'll be great to come out that way and uh, maybe come check us out or whatever. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I definitely want to see you guys live, especially, uh, you know, obviously for some really great music, obviously to meet you guys because like me and Carlos like hit it off right away, which was awesome. Same with you too. It's just like, we're just here to talk music, have fun. And I, some people are a little nervous when doing interviews. They, you know, they don't talk as much or they don't say as much, but you guys like, Hey, let's do it. Let's jump in. Let's do it. Well, oddly enough, oddly enough, Carlos is like, he's like the showman. I mean, he'll, he'll talk to anybody. I mean, he, he, he sticks around before and after the show and he just goes out there and he's, he's talking to everybody and having a great old time. Me, on the other hand, I'm the one, oddly enough, I'm the shyest guy in the room. I mean, and that's kind of odd when you think about a front man too, but it's like mortifying for me to, to go out there, you know, and, and do what I do until about halfway through the show, I'm fine. Or once we start singing, you know, once we start singing and everything's going fine, it seems to be fine. But I'm the shyest guy in the room. I kind of sit in the back. I'll, I'll hide from people. I, you know, I mean, I'll talk if people come up and want to talk, but I don't really get out there and put myself out there. You know what I mean? But I guess I do it through music, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You can, yeah, definitely. But it's kind of fun. Well, before I jump into anything, uh, obviously a big thank you to Christina Villa. She's, she's an awesome promoter uh, from Connecticut. She, she does so much. And again, she does it because she loves music. Same with, you know, with what we do as well. Uh, she just does it because she loves it. Awesome person. Uh, I've known her for about almost two years now and uh, always a great time working with her. Yeah. She's given us a, a couple, uh, she's had a couple of radio stations call, um, they give us interviews, you know, Carlos gets some interviews, uh, mo mostly right now. It's just Carlos and I, I think, I think, um, the other guys are kind of new and they're kind of making their place in the band. Um, I know after, um, December 2nd, we're going to have a big, uh, campaign online to, uh, talk about the songs we wrote, talk, you know, a little bit about the meaning behind them a little bit. Um, and we're doing some face-to-face -face interviews with all the guys from the band on December 2nd. So I think, I think that's really going to be helpful, yeah. you know, and maybe the other, you know, the other guys feel a little more comfortable after that, you know, getting their face out there. But I think kind of they're shy, you know, I mean, a little bit, they don't, you know, it was a little more than what they expected. I think at this point they were just joining some local band that was like, you know, pretty good, but you know, and uh, things are really taken off. And I think they're, you know, they're a little shy, you know, but they'll get over it. We all do, you know. Exactly. But you know, it was funny when I, was, when I interviewed Carlos, we talked for like 45 minutes, like after the interview, after I finished the interview, he was like talking. And it was funny. We had an hour interview and then we like were talking like 45 minutes after the interview. But yeah, he could, and he has so many great stories. Like he was talking about fighting a person in Alaska and uh, playing up there. And I was like, man, he's, he's fun to, ch to chat with for sure. Yeah. That Carlos has got some stories, man. I tell you, he's he's yeah. good at it. He'll tell you every one of them too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got we, he got quite a few in after the interview, which he did. Was, he which did. Was I was like, man, why am I not recording this part? <laughs> right? Exactly. You can have part two, part two with Carlos. <laughs> but uh, definitely, uh, yeah, you guys as a whole awesome band, uh, Skull Tone. So uh, as I'm kind of wrapping up this interview, um, so if anyone's interested, where's kind of the best places to find you guys online? Well, right now, 
I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not into the putting the stuff on iTunes and all that stuff. I'm going to do it eventually. I kind of want to keep control of our music because I don't know. You, you, the only way, you know, you don't make money off your music anymore. You know, you make money off your shows if you're going to make money and you make money off your merch. I'm kind of trying to change that as far as I'm concerned. I don't need to pay a platform to put my music out there for somebody to go pay a, two bucks to download it and then I get 10 cents or the band gets 10 cents. So everything right now is at www.skulltonenation.com. And that's Skulltone, S-C-U-L-T-O-N-E, not Skulls and Skull. Skull and the Dragon. That's Skulltone. All the music's there. You can download the whole album. You can download uh, individual songs, whatever you like. And uh, that way it goes directly to the band and not some corporate, you know, conglomerate that, you know, sucks up all the cash. Zach, I, I will leave that link in the description as well. Definitely check it out. Yeah, I um, I just got my Spotify money. Uh, you know, from from March until October, I got a made. I made it was like uh, fifteen hundred streams, and I got paid a big fourteen dollars for it. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I went to McDonald's. I was like, well, I could have a nice meal at McDonald's. <laughs> That's about what it costs these days too. <laughs> yeah. Usually, like when I was growing up, which wasn't that so long ago, I was like. If you wanted to eat and you wanted just to get some food and didn't really care too much about the the quality, if you want a lot of food, you go to McDonald's. But now, like, you go to McDonald's and you're spending pretty much, you can go out to eat at a restaurant almost. Yep, pretty much, pretty much. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But I wish yeah, the music yeah. would do the same thing. You know, downloads should be like 15 bucks now per song. You know, I mean, instead of, you know, buck 99 or whatever we're doing. I mean, it's cool. Music is so accessible. But the problem with it being so accessible is that people want it for cheap or free because it's so as like, you know, you put it on YouTube and it's just like, you don't get anything for it. You know, it's just out there to be out there, which, you know, cool. It's good exposure, but it's also, you know, taken away from the person who actually made the music. You know, we had a video. We have a video from the old, old band out there on YouTube, uh, Systematic Annihilation. But it's like old. Well, it's not that old, but it's like five years old. But I noticed they were starting to sell commercials before the video, you know. And I'm like, all right, that's enough. You know, I mean, come on, guys. You know, and that's what kind of got me to where I'm not going to put it out there on the streaming platforms. I mean, I might eventually or we might eventually, depending on whatever, but. I just think that people can go to the website just as easy as they can go to Spotify or anywhere else. If they want the song, they can download it, you know? Yeah, it's probably easier. You don't need an account. It probably is, yeah. probably is. I love CDs. It was, that's my favorite way to listen to music because my car is, 2000, is a 2003, and all I have is a CD player. So when I'm on long car rides, it's like CDs. That is all I have. Yeah, we're, we're kind of we're kind of in the midst of that for our merchandise program, too. I'm like... Guys, they don't even make cars with CDs anymore. We just got to get the, you know, the little thumb drive, you know, we'll, we'll do those, you know, and, and everybody's like, yeah, but they don't really get to see the band or they don't, you know, I guess you can put it in an envelope type thing of the same CD cover, but you know where that's going to go right away. So we're, we're putting some CDs together right now of the EP. Most of the stuff's uh, digital or, you know, we, we give free downloads for people to come out and see the show. You know, we'll give you the free the album for free. You know, you can download it off our site. And, you know, it's pretty cool. Definitely, for sure. But definitely, please check out the Shrimp Sport Give a Light of Skulltown. Uh, so this is November. It's the end of November, actually. Uh, so what's kind of the plans for 2022? Because it is right around the corner. Well, 2022, we've all kind of decided that right now, 
we're going to just stick and we're going to just rehearse. We're going to play live. I know obviously we have some shows set up for next year, but 2022, we're going to have a new album come out. Um, I think off the top of my head, I think six of the songs are already done. Nice. And, and six of the songs are done and we got the other six or 10 that we're working on as well. Um, but we're ready to rock and roll. I mean, we're going to get back at it and, and play our hearts out, start putting some more music out there and just have a good time, you know? So that's what's happening with Skulltown. Everybody's committed. Everybody's hundred percent in. So we're just going to rock and roll, man. Play some really great shows for 2022. I definitely look forward to seeing you guys if you're ever in my area or even around. Uh, I definitely want to see you guys live. But please check out Stream Sport. Give a like to Skulltown. I will leave their website link in the description. Uh, definitely check out the brand new EP, Dreamcatcher. All right. Thanks very much. Of course. For Doc of Skulltown, I am your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. Stay Rock on. Positive.